Politics, sports, entertainment? Yeah, we've got that. It's WKOK Sunrise on News Radio 1070 WKOK and WKOK.com. And thank you so much for joining us on WKOK Sunrise. Movie Mike McGranahan is a professional movie critic. His website, ILC.com. I mentioned he's sponsored by the Campus Theater, campustheater.org. He's a member of the Broadcast, uh, nope, check that, the Critics' Choice Association and the Online Film Critics Society. So, Movie Mike McGranahan, welcome aboard. Good morning. All right. Uh, we always start out with your first review of several today. Let's start out with that. Nope. <laughs> nope is Jordan Peele's third film as writer-director, and he is officially three for three in the good movie department. Unlike Get Out and Us, this one is a little more science fiction than horror. Daniel Kaluuya and Kiki Palmer play Hollywood horse trainers. Their remote California ranch is being observed by a UFO lurking in the clouds. That's probably all I should say about the plot, except that the movie dives into what that UFO wants, why it decides to show itself, and how our heroes plan to get rich by filming it and selling the footage. Nope is close encounters of the third kind for the 21st century. Rather than imagining a big worldwide alien attack like an Independence Day, the story simply focuses on how the lives of a few select characters are impacted by extraterrestrial contact. The mystery at the heart of Nope works thanks to excellent performances, eerie cinematography that makes the sky look menacing, and a plot that continually reveals new layers. This is the kind of thing you could see three or four times and still notice something new. I couldn't predict where the movie was going to go from minute to minute, and that element of surprise is perhaps its best quality. So should you see Nope? The answer is a great big yep. On a scale of one to four, I gave it three and a half flying saucers. What? <laughs> it's a really, really good movie, and I, I'm looking forward to seeing it again, because there's a lot of things that you you walk out of the movie and you start to think, well, wait a minute, what? why was that in there, and how did that connect to everything else? And you want to go back and see it again and put all the pieces together even more, so I love movies like that. Come on. <laughs> I saw the trailer. It just it looks so silly. No, no, it's it's actually really good, and it's eerie, and you know, there's a whole, I don't want to say too much about it, because I don't want to spoil anything for okay. anybody, but uh, there's a theme to the movie, and, and the movie is kind of about uh, you know African American pioneers in cinema and a thematic level kind of underneath all the well, aliens yeah, and everything African pioneers ranching in California yeah, you know, about about how African-Americans have contributed to some of the big breakthroughs in film technology and things like that. It's also about spectacle and how we you know, try to sell big ideas. I mean, there's a lot to it. On one hand, it's an alien movie, but on the other hand, as with Get Out and Us, it's about a lot more. So I'm kind of struggling to mm -hmm. not say too much right. about okay. it, but I, I think people will really enjoy it if they give it a chance. All right. Well, there's nothing additionally in the trailer you haven't disclosed. Just about, it looks right. like some great images and so. Right. And, okay, so see it at the theater. Uh, nope. Three and a half. Flying saucers. Oh, okay. Well, that makes good sense. We can handle that. And that's just in theaters at this time? Yes. Is that going to be the normal now that we're just going to see these things in theaters for the most part? Uh, definitely the big movies like this. Yeah. The smaller ones... You know, we're still kind of waiting to see how all that's going to shake out, but I think that there is much more uh, concerted effort now to keep the movies in the theaters. We've seen that cinemas have survived COVID. They are thriving right now. So I think that then they'll be on a streaming service. And one of our listeners is following. 
Yeah, I think this is one of those movies that's just got all the little clues and the subtleties and the nuances. So, yeah, it, it's doing well, I see, on home video. Quite a lasting. Right, fabulous. Three and a half flying saucers for the movie Nope. Go see it. Yep, is what he says. <laughs> all right. Uh, another movie, Not Okay. Tell us about mm-hmm. that one. Yeah, independent film, skipping theaters, going straight to Hulu today. And uh, this is a really, really interesting movie. It stars Zoe Deutsch, very talented young actress, really making a name for herself in Hollywood. She is the daughter of Leah Thompson, the actress who famously played Michael J. Fox's mom in Back to the Future. But in this film, she plays a very shallow, superficial young woman who fakes a trip to Paris and posts a lot of doctored pictures on her Instagram to make herself look cooler and to try to win the attention of this male co-worker that she has. And while she's pretending to be in Paris, there is a real-life series of terrorist bombings. And she uses that to fuel this lie that she narrowly escaped one of them. And she becomes a social media star and then eventually a social media pariah once her lie is exposed. They tell you that in the first two minutes of the movie, so that's not giving anything away. Uh, But this is a really smart, interesting, and kind of fearless movie about our current online culture and this idea that things in the world only matter in terms of how they apply to us. And uh, watching this character's rise and fall is really good, really fun to watch. There's a lot of humor in the movie, but it gets kind of deep at the end. And Zoe Deutsch is fantastic. So it's called Not Okay. It debuts today on Hulu. Three and a half stars for that. If you have Hulu, this is really worth an hour and 40 minutes of your time. Like I said, it's funny, but there's a lot of substance to it as well. Well, I think we have Hulu. I think that was added on when we got our Disney, our Disney Plus. They're both owned by, yeah, Hulu's okay. owned by Disney, so yeah, then that's you probably why have we that. have Hulu, because we have Disney Plus. So we only mm-hmm. have that because of Hamilton, but that's another topic. But it worked. <laughs> that's a good reason to have it. Yeah, their little ploy worked. Yeah, I, I can watch that over and over and listen to it over and over. Okay, Pause of Fury. This is an add-on for your mini-reviews. Yeah, Pause of Fury, The Legend of Hank. Now, this is a movie that has an interesting enough idea that I really wish it was better than it is. This is an animated remake of the Mel Brooks classic Blazing Saddles. Hmm. In fact, the original title of the film was Blazing Samurai, and I wish they had kept that. But it basically tells a a similar type of story just for kids. Michael Sarah does the voice of a dog who is sent to be the samurai protector of this town full of cats. And of course, cats don't like the dog. That's kind of similar to the whole thing in Blazing Saddles, where Cleavon Little was the black sheriff who came to the white town and nobody liked him. And the town is under threat from an evil cat who wants to wipe it out. Samuel L. Jackson plays the the weasened samurai who trains Michael Sarah. And uh, you know, there are a couple funny moments in the movie, and it's sort of interesting to see the parallels they draw between Blazing Saddles and this. There's a version of the campfire scene that's very famous from Blazing Saddles. There's a scene where somebody punches a horse. But the jokes really are not very sharp, and I feel like they rush through the storytelling. So only two stars for Pauls of Fury. If your kids want to go to the movies, there are better films out there right now to take them to see than this one. All right, it is a kid's movie? Yeah, it's an animated movie, PG, fine for the whole family. Like I said, not terrible, but more the kind of thing that, you know, once it comes on Paramount Plus or Netflix or something like that, you might put it on for your kids. But if you're going to pay money 
and go see something in the theater. Lightyear is better than that. Minions is better than that. DC Super Pets comes out today. So I think you got better choices as a parent. There's more out there. Okay. Um, all right. So not Oak. Oh, I'm scratching that. Pause of Fury. Pause of Fury. It has a subtitle too. What is it? Uh, the Legend of Hank. Okay. <laughs> of course. Uh, just at the movies and two stars there. Right. To see something else if you're paying money at the theater. The popcorn's 20 bucks. So come on. You don't want to waste. But it's darn good. Well, that's true. Yeah, it does have it all. All right. Uh, Bob Raffleson mm-hmm. died. Yeah, he's a name that you may not know, but if you like movies, you absolutely know his work. Bob Raffleson was one of the key producer-directors in the 1970s, who was responsible in part for that wave of really mature, ambitious, artistic films that defined the 70s. He produced Dennis Hopper's Easy Rider. He directed Five Easy Pieces with Jack Nicholson, which is one of my favorite films. And if you've never seen Five Easy Pieces, treat yourself this weekend. And he also got to start in television, helping to develop the show The Monkees. So there's a little bit of a local connection, because of course Davy Jones lived in our area. So uh, Bob Rafelson really made a huge impact on cinema in the 1970s and helped make that decade great and he passed away this week so big loss for the entertainment community how old was he uh oh boy i don't know off the top of my head i want to say like late 70s early 80s okay and uh, paul sorvino died boy he had a, a filmography that was a mile long i didn't realize yeah paul sorvino i've said this about a couple people we've talked about lately but he was one of those ever dependable character actors anytime he came in a movie you knew you were going to see something good his resume and includes everything from Goodfellas to The Rocketeer, Reds, That Championship Season, Dick Tracy, of course, the father of Oscar winner Mira Sorvino, uh, one of those guys who just worked constantly over the decades and was always fantastic in everything he did. All right, so Paul Sorvino, we're going to miss him. Yeah, and got famous for just a few of those roles in The Godfather. Right, Godfather's probably the big one for him. But he was in Reds also? He was in Reds, yeah. Dick Tra- I mean, people in my generation definitely remember him from Dick Tracy and The Rocketeer. So, yeah, he, he worked across several decades and was just one of those really talented guys. All right. Paul Servino. Uh, let's see. Two Avenger films will be coming out in the years ahead? Yeah, for all you Marvel heads at Comic-Con this year, they announced that there are going to be two more Avengers movies, and they're going to come out in the same year. Avengers The Kang Dynasty will release on May 25th, 2025, and six months later, Avengers Secret Wars will open on November 7th of that year. So, two Avengers movies in the same year, that should be pretty good for theaters. Why two in the same year? (laughs) Why not one next year and one the year later? I mean, at this point, Marvel just wants all the money, I guess. Right, they're (laughs) They're going to crank them out as fast as they can and put them in theaters. I I think they're putting out too much too fast, to be honest with you. I grew up with Marvel. I love Marvel. I'm also getting really, really marveled out. And the quality has slipped in the last few years, so they've got some work to do. Right, yeah, I agree. Yeah, my lovely bride and I just watched one, and we're like halfway through. It's like, uh, you want to watch something else? Yeah, they get a little repetitive after a while. wasn't there. Okay. So, uh, yeah, two Avengers films coming out. All right, new movies. You mentioned one's in the box office. What are we going to expect at uh, movie Mm -hmm. theaters uh, today? Uh, Opening today, the only wide release is DC Super Pats. League of Super Pets, an animated film for the whole family about the pets of Batman, Superman, and other <laughs> DC superheroes. So, 
Looking right. forward to that one. And uh, buzz about that? Anybody talking about that? Yeah, it's got good early reviews. I was not able to screen it in advance, so I'll be seeing that later today. But uh, good buzz on that one. All right, we'll check it out. Well, thank you so much, Movie Mike McGranahan. Thank you. Thank you. Movie Mike McGranahan, professional movie critic. His website, IllSeat.com. Uh, he's an author, too. Wrote Straight Up Blatant and My Year of Chevy. And you can follow him on Twitter, at IllSeat. And his appearance is sponsored by the Campus Theater, Campus Theater. Theater.org.